Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Well, hello there, listeners of the Calvary Cast. Welcome back. Another episode, first in a while. We keep these spaced apart so that when they drop, it's like Christmas. Yeah, it's kind of like a you know when you're waiting for the new season of a show to come out. And That's that right. Ant- anticipation builds. I know. Uh, anticipation is just every day I know y'all are checking your podcast feeds <laughs> going oh is today the day yeah well yep. today is the day today and you can day. celebrate yeah yeah I'm Graham Parker associate pastor Calvary Bible Church Grand Junction you are Jess Miller lead pastor Jess did you know that we sometimes get fan mail oh well I <laughs> I think I knew that I'm I yeah we've got some fan mail so I thought I, we would read some of these good this is this is some good stuff uh, let's see here. This is just a short one. Uh, wanted to let you know how much I hate your podcast. It's so terrible. I listen to every ep to be reminded just how bad it is. Love Billy Bob hates your pod, Thompson. Wow, that was very kind. I know. Here's another one. <laughs> Jess and Graham, thank you so much for your podcast. I've been feeling pretty down lately about my low IQ <laughs> 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 and inability to have an intelligent discussion. I was feeling down until I stumbled on your podcast. I now feel so much better knowing that dingbats <laughs> like you exist and actually record your conversations for others to hear. Again, thanks for all you do. Joe, I don't feel as dumb as I once did, Smith. Yeah, that's kind, too. That I was feel, kind. Yeah, I yeah. feel good about myself yeah. now, that's for sure. One more. Uh, this guy says, found your podcast when I was searching for a podcast on casting fishing lures. Let me tell you, your advice for casting fishing lures was terrible. With cast in your name, one would think that you'd be take, talking more about casting things like fishing lures, but no. Sincerely, Chad, your podcast is bad. Oh, I thought maybe that was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, no, we love you. Anyway, you know, I would say... That keeps the, us humble. That keeps Emails us humble. Emails like that keep us humble. They do. But I kind of wonder if those three might have a conspiracy against us. I think they do. They might be conspiring to take us down. Yes. Yeah, I think I believe a possibility. That. I think it's a very real possibility. Maybe we should talk about conspiracies. Yeah, why not? That was a segue of all, right? Yeah, that's... Uh, that should get us some fan mail right there. <laughs> <laughs> well-timed Wowzers. rim shot. Wowzers. Oh, man. Goodness. No, we decided we would On talk about conspiracies. Not particular conspiracies. Like, have you have you ever bought into a conspiracy, like a real life conspiracy? I texted that. Probably. To, I texted that to a friend. I said, "What do you think about conspiracies?" He said, "I'm immune to them." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "That's what you think." <laughs> Probably every time we've agreed. Uh, what is it? The uh, we've signed on to the agreed upon narrative. Uh, wow, <laughs> getting deep there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we thought we would talk about conspiracies, not. Uh, talking about like particular ones, like uh, I don't even want to say any, just because I don't want to. Uh, but because of the moment in time we're living in, uh, people are sharing and asking lots of questions about uh, COVID nineteen, the response to it, what we know, what we don't know, why there are questions that are unanswered and maybe unanswerable. And because of that, there's lots of things floating out there, and people are charging other people with conspiracy. Uh, if you if you Google the word conspiracy right now, like there are so many stories about how there's conspiracies floating out there, and 
and uh, and the people that that are being accused of conspiracy are accusing the people that are accusing <laughs> them of conspiracy. Right. So it's going back and it's forth. It's going back and forth, right. Yeah, if you say the the people in our government or whatever, the head of this, are part of a conspiracy, they turn around and say, no, you're part of a conspiracy for saying that we're part of a conspiracy. That's right. It's a giant mess. Yeah. It's just this circle. So anyway, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, how should Christians think about conspiracies, respond to conspiracies, should we listen and believe them? Should we? And and this comes to like <laughs> I was had a conversation with a friend that, that, and this is not trying to throw stones at anyone. This is genuinely asking this question: How should we think about this? Because there's a in all of us with all of this stuff going on, we're probably all becoming a little bit conspiracy theorists. Probably, right? yeah. We're all, you know, asking questions and Google searching all day and night trying to figure things out. So I just wanted to ask some questions regarding that. Conspiracy theories are, I guess, agree or disagree with me on this. Uh, they're in an attempt to understand what's happening, especially as we think about our moment. I'm thinking particularly just the COVID thing right now, right? Yeah. People propose different alternative theories. Uh, they say people have certain motivations or whatever as an attempt to understand why people are doing what they're doing. Right. Right. Would you agree with to that? To interpret generally? what's happening. Yeah. Right. Make sense of it, maybe. Right. And if, if somebody is propagating a theory or a narrative of the events that is uh, different than broadly the mainstream narrative, if we can put it that way, or what the government or whatever is telling us, it's usually labeled as a conspiracy theory. Right, right. Right, because it's opposed to that. Um, for example, in this, the Plandemic documentary, which has been swirling around the internet like wildfire. And I've watched it. I'll admit mm -hmm. it. I've watched it. I've watched it. Um. I think that, like, to be discerning, you should watch that, and then you should listen to other people. You take all this information, and you have to weigh it. I think that's mm -hmm. what biblical mm -hmm. wisdom calls us to do. It is funny, though. I read an article about that pandemic from, from the Washington Post, and they labeled that as a conspiracy without refuting any of the claims made in it at all. So, right. again, this is the whole, well, that's not a conspiracy. Uh, you're committing a conspiracy because you don't agree with us. Right. That's just kind of foolish, I think. I think so as well. I don't think that that's really well-reasoned, well-thought-out, uh, actually engaging with the issues. Right. Now, I suppose there are certain things, and this is kind of going off a little bit here, there are certain things that are so, are they so far outside the realm of possibility that they don't even need to be interacted with? I, well, I mean, probably. You know, we could give examples of some of those, uh, some conspiracy theories that, the vast majority of people, when they see it... Right, you can just go, that doesn't fit in... Just out of hand, you can just disregard basically disregard it, it because right. there's so much evidence of the contrary. Because there are certain things like, you know, if you were to interact with every single suggestion or proposal regarding a conspiracy theory, you would literally spend all your waking hours on that. And that's not, I don't think, the wise thing either for Christians to do. No. So... And isn't that really... I think with the issue with Christians responding to conspiracy theories or even trying to interpret and make sense of what's happening right now in our nation. We mm. need to acknowledge that what is happening right now with the COVID-19 is unprecedented right? Uh, and uh, scary mm -hmm. to most of us. And it's, it's for many, it's not scary anymore because of the virus or like, right. I'm afraid I'm going to get it or what. I think enough information has come out that the, that the vast, vast majority of people aren't afraid of the virus or right. don't need to be afraid of the virus because 
your body will fight it like any other virus. Mm -hmm. But I think that what we're scared and what we're trying to process and make sense of is the fact that our country's been shut down, churches haven't been allowed to meet, uh, governors of each state are making their own determinations Mm -hmm. about what they're going to do, acting with um, under the heading of executive orders, more uh, sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that, the, these are things we don't like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, and so largely I think introing this by saying what you're saying, you know, we're trying to process we're and make sense process. of what's going on. Right. So with Christians and conspiracy theories, as I'm thinking, as we're just sitting here talking, we need to, process everything biblically first and foremost right right so i'm uncomfortable like with when we talk about conspiracy theories even what do we label a conspiracy theory right and i think as we if we think about things theologically we understand that the bible presents human beings as depraved Mm -hmm. and that affects all human beings right which would mean that we shouldn't fully trust or embrace everything we're told and so so by that would we would say to to believe all conspiracy theories would be naive Mm -hmm. but to discredit all quote-unquote conspiracy theories would would probably be naive as well right so that's i mean really i think what we're going to come down to what we're going to encourage people is a balance right? right a call to biblical wisdom and discernment a temperance right we're to be peter says we're to be sober minded you know, um, that's what we want Christians to be. And it, it is, it's something we have to like fight against because it, the temptations towards the sensationalism of a conspiracy theory, the easy answer it provides, um, is tempting. Right. And we got to be careful about that. Now to try, I think we need to try and define what is a conspiracy theory because it's really, or conspiracy in general, it's really hard to have this conversation without doing that. And there are some definitions for us available. So a dictionary definition would be this, a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Okay, so it's a secret plan by a group to do something or lawful, unlawful or harmful. Now there's also a legal definition because you can be charged with conspiracy as a crime. And that would be an agreement between two or more people to commit an illegal act along with an intent to achieve the agreement's goal. So there could be a conspiracy to murder people. I hire somebody to kill that person. That would be, I'm conspiring with someone else. I've paid them money. And I'm not a lawyer, by the way, in case you didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I have paid them money to carry out this this thing. That would be something that could be charged, I believe, as a conspiracy. Um. Also, to prosecute that conspiracy, so there has to be an overt act toward furthering of the agreement. I didn't come up with this. I found this on a website. There was look. It look didn't look conspiratorial. It looked like it was probably a law website. Well, yeah, or you know, that's where you get your best information is Wikipedia. Wikipedia. This actually wasn't Wikipedia. Just a Google search. <laughs> Just a Google search. Okay. Now, the here's the here's I think the thing like you mentioned earlier. Uh, when we start labeling things conspiracy, there's a danger, I think, there. Because in order for you to label something as a conspiracy, and I hadn't thought about this until I started thinking about this stuff, uh, in order for you to label something properly as a conspiracy, you have to have knowledge that it's actually a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You have to have knowledge of the secret plan or plot to cause danger or harm, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, the nature of a conspiracy, people are conspiring, plotting to do something evil or 
an illegal act or gain something for themselves. So if I'm saying they're a part of conspiracy, I'm saying I have secret, I, I, know, I know about that mm-hmm. and I have information to prove it. So I think that's the first thing we have to think about in this whole thing. When we're jumping and saying this is all a conspiracy, the government's people are conspiring together to you know, kill us all with COVID-19, uh, we have to be careful because we don't have actual information or evidence to prove that. Right. That doesn't mean you can't say there are questions here that are that are not answered. Right. There are things I don't understand and I want more evidence. And if evidence comes to light saying... Uh, these people have plotted together to kill us all with COVID-19, then we go, that's not a conspiracy. Or they they did commit a conspiracy, but we have evidence to prove Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And it's no longer just a theory. It's actually provable. Right. Does that make sense? It does. And I think in in connection to that, like, as Christians, we want to be careful about what we say. Right. Or what we adhere to or promote or propagate. I think we always have to have caution with that. Right. And understanding that we bear the name of God. Right. And and so there there just needs to be caution. And I like I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about things or even, you know, like we said, we watch Plandemic and right. uh that to me raised some questions mm-hmm. for sure. Right. But uh I I think we can we can get carried away, right? Mm-hmm. With things and um, and especially, again, reiterating the fact that we're in this time where we feel helpless and angry mm-hmm. uh, sometimes about what's happening. And, right. And we think it's being, as some of us might think, it's being mishandled in mm-hmm. some ways or another. Uh, and that, that might even fuel us more to be looking for right. uh, 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 the conspiracies that may or may not be and there. And this, this is what happens, right? When we don't understand things or we don't have questions to answer, an, uh, answers to our questions, oftentimes what we do then is we chalk up what we see other people doing to malice or uh, we say they could only be doing this because they have an evil intention. Mm-hmm. And again, like that's a dangerous assumption. That It's a big assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like you are talking earlier, we understand the depravity of man. We understand uh, people do things not in a vacuum. They have worldviews, uh, things that are informing the decisions that they're making, all of the, all of those things. So we don't eliminate that and say uh, that person is making their decision based uh, with with nothing undergirding it. We do understand that, but we don't say that it's all malice. It's all evil. Uh, we got to again be careful about it because we don't we don't have the knowledge to say that that's hap- actually happening. And there's Christian organizations. I I just read an article and they were citing some Christian organizations that were actually. Um, through this whole COVID-19 crisis, actually landing right. definitively on a, a conspiracy theory that um, they're saying this is fact, right. this is true, this is what's happening. Right. And they're they're putting their reputation seriously right. at, at risk here by doing that. Yeah, and I would add to that, this is a, this is a side note, a pastor, uh Christian ministries, organizations that are propagating things that they don't have actual evidence to prove. Mm-hmm. And I have heard and seen people do this from the pulpit. Pastors mm-hmm. do this from a pulpit, propagate what they believe uh, is a conspiracy theory. Uh, that is uh, shameful. It's like, dangerous it's because dangerous. if it come, turns out to be not true, if right. more information comes to light, 
then what have you done? Right. You've, you're discredited. And and also, like as a pastor, how are you helping your people by propagating a theory that you cannot prove? Right. Yeah. You're not shepherding them well no. to walk through. Like we're all there are all concerns and fears and things like that. But by propagating that more, by adding to it, by putting fuel on the fire, I don't see how that's helpful at all. No. We want to direct people uh, to a balanced, reasonable approach uh, with the Word of God at the center. Yeah. Uh, there's an article, and I'll put it in the, the show notes, as they say in podcast lingo. Joe Carter at the Gospel Coalition put together this this article that was called Christians Are Not Immune to Conspiracy Theories. And he has some really good stuff in there. I don't know if I would agree with everything 100%, but some really good good things in there. And the one thing I thought was really good that he brought out is he said that, again, this whole idea, when, when Christians are quick to label or charge people with conspiracy, he said that can actually, that amounts to slander oftentimes, because we are impugning the character and the motives of those who we are saying are conspirators, again, without actual knowledge or evidence that they have uh, conspired to hurt people, mm-hmm. right? And Christians were not to be slanderous people. We're supposed to be truth tellers. We're supposed to speak things that are 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 again of the truth and are are not lies. And I would say, ironically, because I read that same article, ironically, he mentions the doesn't he mention the pandemic video in there uh, or I the general the conspiracy against Fauci and others yeah. that is going, and immediately dismisses that as conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Which would mean you're discrediting everything it says. And ironically, mm-hmm. though, he, it seemed to me he's doing the same thing it, right. to the other side because I don't think either side, we, I don't think we have enough information to make any determination right. on right. either side. Right. 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 I think that that's where I come to. I don't think we have enough information to determine things. Like uh, even with the pandemic video, right. I'm not saying that's conspiracy or false. Um, somebody posted a link on, on, my Facebook page uh, that had all these articles that uh, are different links that um, oh, have been seem- blocked or removed that seemingly or discredit yeah. it. Oh, the pandemic thing. Yeah. And, yeah. in, in although I'll admit I didn't take time to go through all of them. There was like 20 of them on there, but like some of them I even see comes from the Washington post comes from the, um, some mainstream media sources, which are, you understand they have a bias. They have right. a bias themselves. So it's just like we do. Like I don't <laughs> read their article and then go, Oh, oh, okay, I see. Well, that kind of settles it for right. me. And, right. and I think that's that's what we're trying to say. Ultimately, what we're trying to say is like um, it's dangerous on either either way to just come to conclusions on either side and, right. and, and accept blindly every uh, either narrative. Right. Um, and I think as Christians, we we need to understand that we need to be slow to to respond to things. And I need to heed it, he, uh, heed right. my own admonition right. <laughs> because I'm not always that way. Right. And, um, but we really should be slow to speak in areas like right. this because we do represent God. Right. And then to remember that, um, we, we shouldn't be in fear of these things ultimately because right. we understand that even if there are conspiracies, the one who knows all truth is God. Right. He knows what is true and is not. And he is sovereign and directing all things uh, for his own glory and the good of his people. And um, what what the best response of Christians is, we bring this to God, these things to God, and say, you know truth, uh, reveal the truth. Right. Make it make it clear, yes. make it plain. And, and uh, 
And then as Christians, not we've got to guard how much time, energy, and emotion we're going to devote to right. investigating these things. Right. Paul makes it very clear in Colossians 3. He says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, not the things that are on this earth. Like, in other words, I'm not saying we just totally, that means we don't investigate things or wh- or whatever. But it does mean that we shouldn't be carried away with them. And I think this is what Peter means uh, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago about prayer. Uh, be sober-minded and self-control for the sake of your prayers. Because these, uh, anything like this, conspiracy theories and and what's going on in our world can become so consuming that it's all we're giving our emotions and our time and attention to. And it drowns out uh, our affections for God, for other people. We forget that the church is called to love its own people and the lost world. Yeah. And uh, that we're the pillar of the ground of truth. That's why I couldn't in clear conscience stand up this week and preach a message on uh, why I believe this is a, <laughs> of a conspiracy theory. Right. I would rather look at the next text and yeah. just teach the people of God eternal truths that we know are truth yeah. because the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. Yeah. And ultimately, the only thing we know to be fully true, absolutely true, is God's Word. Right. So here are, as I sat down and thought about it, maybe some dangers, and we've kind of touched on these things already, but we'll just try and sum up it up with these. Some dangers... Uh, with being overly involved with conspiracy theories, if I can put it that way. Um, the first thing, and we've already mentioned this, but it can cause us to commit the sin of slander when we're, again, charging people with doing evil without knowledge of that. Uh, we can quickly uh, we can be slandering them, and that's, that's sin. The other thing, an over-infatuation... Uh, can keep us from exercising biblical wisdom and discernment. Okay, and we this is this is probably the biggest thing. Like maybe we <laughs> we kind of sound like we're trying to sit in the middle because I think we kind of are. Uh, maybe that sounds weak or grayish. Uh, it is hard to try and find that middle ground. And I suppose to some degree, everybody thinks they're sitting in the middle ground and that they're. Um, but really, a call for biblical wisdom and discernment is going to try and take all of this information that's available and weigh it out. Um, it's going to test it. It's going to look for evidence. You know, if if these people are making an accusation, uh, do they have evidence to back it up? You know, uh, so that that's an important thing. Um, it's going to look not just for uh, for opinions um, before making strong accusations or charges of conspiracy. Um, I think this is the other thing. Biblical wisdom and discernment can acknowledge that there can be some truthfulness to both sides of an argument, right? Right. Um, and again, like we talked about the pandemic thing, you can watch a documentary like, yeah, there there seems to be some truthfulness to what she's saying, um, and then also listen to uh, the opposite position and say, there's probably some truthfulness there as well, and try to balance those things. That's what we're trying to do, be balanced in, in those things. And then also understanding that 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 varying opinions again come at these things from different worldviews and different biases and things like that, and will interpret sometimes the data differently, and that will lead to different conclusions and different uh, um, different outcomes. So that's where we want to be. We want to be 
exercising biblical wisdom and discernment. The third thing, and I think this is important, conspiracies can produce in us things that are contrary to the fruit of spirit, fruit of the spirit. They can produce in us fear, anxiety, paranoia, an unhealthy distrust, and even a hatred of people. Um, when again, that is, we're not to to be exhibiting those things. We're not to be controlled by fear. We're not to be given over to anxiety. Uh, we're not to to hate or disdain other other people. And so conspiracies, if they're taken too far, they can paralyze us in a sense and keep us from living the way that God would have us to live. Another danger, I think, of conspiracy theories is that they can be overly simplistic. Um, They promise a big, an answer to a big problem. Um, They reduce large, complex, multifaceted issues down to one simple cause or motivation. So, you know, if we're, we're charging the government with a conspiracy, uh, it, we're saying this huge, multi-layered international thing is all just driven by one pure thing. And if you think about that, that is kind of, that, again, that's, a, I think, a dangerous thing. Because if you think about your own life and motivations for what you do, uh, can, you, can you say that what you do is uh, motivated by just one thing? You know, like, uh, you go to work. Why, why do you go to work? Well, there's a number of motivations for why you go to work. You maybe enjoy the work you do. You need to provide for your family. Uh, there's a whole series of things that can be involved in that. So um, oftentimes I think conspiracy theories just, they're too sim- too simplistic in their answer. Is that a proper assertion, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Another danger, conspiracy theories can cause us to interpret Scripture through the events we see in this world. And I think that is dangerous, especially for Christians. I've heard and seen a number of conspiracy theories uh, that say that, like, all these things are happening as a conspiracy, essentially, to bring about the end of the world. Which I don't understand that, personally, because as Christians, don't we want that to happen? Right, your kingdom come. Right. Right. Uh, That's a dangerous thing, I think. And to see and to see in every news headline though um, something like that i I think it's I don't know about yeah dangerous maybe or um be, I think in those ways could it be true could that be what's happening um, maybe but if we dogmatically assert that and then it ends up not being the case right what does that make us look like and what does that do for our credibility right and again we're kind of uh, interpreting scripture back backwards. We're looking at the events in the world. We're saying, well, this has to fit in some way or another. And right. that's not how we interpret scripture. We start with scripture, work our way out, mm-hmm. not backwards, start with events and then work our way in. Right. Um, and then finally, I think conspiracies, conspiracy theories, again, this is an obsession with them, you know, and we're, we're spending way too much time. They can cause me to fail my responsibility to those within my circle of responsibility. And by that, I mean, I could spend all my time researching all these various conspiracy theories, trying to find an answer to why what's going on is going on, trying to answer these questions. Um, Or rather, I could say, okay, what am I responsible for? How do I love my neighbor in the midst of this? How do I care for my family? How do what is my responsibility to my church? Uh, Obsession with things that are frankly outside of my control, outside of my circle of responsibility will cause me to shirk my responsibilities, the things that I can actually control and I am responsible to. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So just be just be careful that we don't uh, fail uh, to be responsible for the things that we should be. So 
finally then, I think if we were to wrap it up like this, Christians then should, first of all, not be driven by fear or anxiety. I think that's very clear from from Scripture. And so it, we want to be careful about the things that we're filling our minds with, that they don't feed that fear and anxiety. Um, you already mentioned it, but we should have a, a, a healthy distrust of people. And by that, I mean we understand the total depravity, the sinful nature of, of men. We understand oftentimes what motivates sinful man is not the, it, well, what motivates sinful man is never the glory of God, uh, but we their own interests. And we understand that. And so we weigh that with all of the information we're, we're doing. Um, and then as Christians, we should be seeking the truth. We are people of the truth. So it, it's not wrong to try and and find answers. It's not wrong to do some research and try and understand things. We want the truth. And and in reality, I think it, it it's even harder to know what the truth is because we live in a culture that doesn't value truthfulness at all anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is uh, becoming more and more uh, acceptable to, to not tell the truth or to tell a version of events that fits, you know, your truth you know, that will advance the moral good. Uh, it doesn't matter if you tell the truth, as some politicians have said. And then I think just Paul, or in, in when Paul's writing to Timothy and tells Timothy that he should charge those in a church not to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Uh, an overly, uh, an over-obsession with conspiracy theories, I think, can quickly... Uh, divulge into an obsession with myths and endless genealogies. And we got to be very careful in that area. Uh, and then also understand this, that we should understand there are bigger eternal things going on than just what's happening in this. Uh, COVID-19, the pandemic here, is not outside of the sovereignty of God. It is not uh, outside it, uh, of his control. This is all part of, of his foreordained uh, will. He's allowed this to happen. And uh, we can rest in that. And all of that leads to that we should have a healthy understanding of the sovereignty of God and his workings in the world. Understand how he uh, works and how he directs and ordains all things. And I, I guess if I would leave us with anything, it would be then in response to what you just said. When you start to feel, when we start to feel uh, anxiety about what's happening, we start to feel frustration or we're reading different accounts of conspiracy theories and and um, things that may or may not be true, um, and maybe anger is erupting and and a desire for justice and truth to be known. When they start affecting our emotions, um, maybe it would be a good idea to in that moment pause and pray. To our Father in heaven, who knows total truth and is in control of all things. And to, you know, just as the Lord's Prayer says, pray that his name would be hallowed through this whole thing and glorified. Pray that his kingdom would come and uh, that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And um, and so maybe we could take those opportunities, those ang- that anger, the frustration, the fear, and just cast it on God who cares for us and is in control of all things. And that might help us then keep a level head yes. uh, about it all. Yeah. 
I hope that that this conversation has been helpful to people. I hope that people re- that this is received well. That you understand that this comes from a pastoral heart. We're not trying to um, charge people with things. We just want people to be, to again, to be balanced. To try and be biblical in all of these things. To exercise wisdom and discernment, and to uh, exercise the self control, the sober mindedness the temperance that Christians should be characterized Including by. ourselves. Including ourselves, yeah. Right. We, it, that's one of the reasons we're discussing is because we're trying to wrestle with these things ourselves. That's exactly it. We're trying to understand these things for ourselves. And so as we've discussed this, this is some of the things we've thought through. We hope they're helpful for you as well. Um, if you ever want to send us some fan mail, like uh, Chad and Billy Bob and Joe did, uh, you can do that by emailing us at thecalvarycast at gmail, gmail.com. You can, on a Sunday morning, come talk to us now in the, the lobby, the foyer. So we're excited about that. But stay six feet away. Stay six feet away. Yeah, do fist bump, all of that kind of stuff. We hope this has been helpful. And until next time.